0: Hello and welcome to the Moral Panic Podcast. My name is Rhys Hatton, and today I am joined by Esther, Justin, Elena, and Rachel. The topic for this episode is the choking game, a global phenomenon that has been a part of adolescent behavior for generations. The choking game has gone by many different names, but the procedure always remains the same. The challenge requires a source to cut off airflow at the neck to initiate asphyxiation. If done as competition. The aim of the game is to see who can last the longest. However, many people also participate to experience the side effect of euphoria that is brought about by a lack of oxygen to the brain. As the requirements of the game are fairly straightforward, anybody may try the Dangerous Act. However, French researchers found that the phenomenon is most common amongst adolescents, with approximately double the recorded cases of male participation of female. With children dancing with death for fun, it's of no surprise that the choking game may also be applied to Cohen's concept of moral panics. Cohen describes a moral panic as a feeling of overwhelming fear amongst a large population where the well being of society is perceived to be at risk. The success of a moral panic then directly relates to the role of the media, where the media's opinion, communication, and portrayal of the issue is reflected within that of the consumer population.
1: My name is Rachel Odomoso and I'll be talking more about moral panic. Moral panic is a feeling of fear that is spread among a large number of people that some evil is threatening the well-being of society. For many years, the media has become one of the most important outlets for moral panics, even when it is not done consciously. Spreading news is as easy as just telling your friends about something that has happened. Also, because social media has become something so big and well-depended on, it has become so easy to spread news around. When looking into moral panic we have to look at how it all began a long time ago there was a man named stanley cohen that shined light on the term moral panic according to cohen a moral panic occurs when a condition episode person or a group of people emerge to threaten societal values and interests cohen claims that those who start the moral panic due to the fear of something threatening social values are known as moral entrepreneurs, while those who threaten social order are known as folk devils. Stanley Cohen puts into details the many stages that a moral panic has. The first stage is when someone, something, or a group threatens social norms. The second stage is when the threat is recognized in a simple way by the media. The third stage is when the threat starts to gain public concern. The fourth stage is when the threat gets responses from authorities and also policy makers. And the fifth stage is when the moral panic results in social changes within communities. A moral panic also consists of five characteristics. The characteristics include concern, which means that people need to believe that the behavior or activity is deemed deviant and will have a negative effect on society. The next characteristic is hostility, which means that society becomes hostile to the moral panic in question. Consensus is then the next characteristic and this means that there must be a widespread of acceptance that the moral panic does threaten society. The next characteristic is disproportion where the action taken is disproportionate to the actual threat of the moral panic. And the last characteristic is volatility where the moral panic is volatile and tend to disappear as quickly as it appeared. As a group, the example of a moral panic that we chose to do was called the choking challenge. Like Rhi said earlier, the choking challenge, also referred to as the fainting or the blacking out game, was a challenge that included cutting off oxygen to the brain with the intentions of temporary loss of consciousness and, for some, euphoria, which is an experience of pleasure, excitement, and also the feeling of happiness. This challenge can be done by using belts, neckties, or someone else's hand. Most common against adolescents, this challenge was a global phenomenon that has been around for many generations.
2: my name is justin anderson and i will be talking about the theories that relate to the moral panic of the choking game so for starters the choking game follows the five steps of a moral panic and they go as follows so step one is a heightened level of concern so after reports of numerous children dying from passing out due to playing this game there was a heightened level of concern in numerous communities uh, around the uh, North America. Um step number 2 is hostility. There was an increased level of hostility towards um parents, teachers, caregivers, anybody who really was just in charge of watching these kids. Um number 3, a consensus. Um there is a general consensus that this choking game is a real threat and needs to be uh stopped immediately. Because it has caused such harm to such an amount of children. Uh, step four is disproportion. Um, there was a sense that uh, many kids were still playing the game, although they knew it was dangerous. Uh, if anything, the fact that they knew it was dangerous made them want to play it more. They wanted to see how dangerous it was, get a first hand experience for it. Um, number, step five is volatility. Um, this moral panic has come up numerous times in the past couple of decades. It usually lasts about, uh, two to three weeks and then disappears for a year or two only to, uh, resurface about a year or two later. Um, now to talk about specific theories that relate to the choking challenge. Um, the grassroots model of moral panics theory, uh, fits well with this uh, Moral Panic because it originated in the general public. So it saw one kid doing it, recording it, putting it up on the internet. Other kids saw it, and then these kids showed their friends, and then it went from school to school, uh, just having a bunch of kids just choke themselves until they pass out. Uh, People began to realize that this challenge was harmful and that little children were doing it without supervision. Um, Politicians and the media could not fabricate concern because videos of it were everywhere uh, and children were dying from it. Um, The children learned the choking game, as I mentioned, from videos that they've seen and their peers. Uh, Another theory that relates to what I just said is the social learning theory. The social learning theory states that criminal behavior is also is learned from people that learn to commit crime from another person. So although this is not criminal behavior, it is behavior that is being mimicked from person to person. So for example, a kid only knows how to play this game because he saw his friend do it and then... Their friend sees that kid do it and so on and so forth. And that's how the moral panic is created.
3: So I'm going to continue from where Justin stopped. I'm going to talk about how the media has influenced the moral panic, the choking game. The media operates as an agent of moral imagination by framing news stories in dramatical ways that will appeal to consumers. We see this when we look at newspaper articles. Most newspapers highlighted the fact that the, the kids were dying from this challenge and also the fact that some people were trying this challenge to get a sense of high. For example, the way the Time magazine covered the story on the choking game was to make the parents afraid. Their headlines stated, kids are playing the choking game. To get high. Instead, they're dying. This was done to scare parents. They even posted pictures of children that have died from playing this game. They made the story, they made sure the story was written in such a way parents could relate to the situation and know it can happen to their kids next. Another example is how US Today wrote their article on the choking game. They made sure they reinforced that it can happen to any child. It also spoke about the way schools are taking actions on the problem. This will remind parents that this is a serious issue that even schools are getting involved. The media did not help in this situation. They should have tried to find out who uploaded the video and also tried to educate the children on the dangers of playing this game. YouTube has enabled millions of young people to watch videos of the choking game and other dangerous activities. This was said in one of the research we found and this is a recent article. This research shows that the media has not done anything to stop this from happening because this article was published in 2019. News media reports have described numerous deaths among youth attributed to the choking game because no traditional public health database collects mortality data on this practice the cdc used news media reports to estimate the incidence of deaths from the choking game
4: And now we're going to be talking about a study on preventative measures to be taken by parents. Since the choking challenge resurfaced, many parents were concerned of its negative outcome. The challenge sparked a study to target Caucasian parents and their correspondence with the risks of the choking game. The data analysis consisted of summary statistics, frequencies, and some categorical data in relation to experiences and participations there are about 1,227 participants who has children with the ages 2 to 17 years. The report had also consisted their attitude towards efforts of prevention. Jessica Bernacki and Hubert Davis reported that three-quarters of the parents were familiar with the choking game and very few, 20%, has confronted their children about the challenge. Although, 96% of the respondents were aware of the unintentional deaths and its potential risks. Therefore, many suggested that the incident should be included in the school curriculum. Majority of the parents, about 62%, thought that education programs should start in middle school, and about 28% suggested as early as elementary school. The parents were asked to state other prevention efforts and it included drug prevention programming such as DARE and they also demanded the possibility of banning the promotion of this activity on the internet. Though this idea would be difficult to control due to the vast ongoing uploads each day, therefore the game would still be widely available, demonstrating the various methods of engaging in this type of behavior while in groups or alone. Surprisingly the parents who participated in the choking game at a young age were in less support of including this subject in health curriculum, compared to other parents who were unfamiliar unaffilmi- of the game who had increased sense of recognition of learning about risk-taking behavior towards this activity. The efforts of prevention would increase the parents' awareness of this activity by monitoring the signs of risk-taking behavior and also detect early warning signs of the life-threatening actions taking place. In other words, the discrepancies of awareness and providing guidance is vital for future research, and these measures should be focused on addressing with how parents can provide both supervision and education in their communities, and most importantly, educate the youth with the risks of participation in this activity. Even though we must take consideration of parents to spread awareness of the challenge, but also children take advantage of the internet to spread awareness to their fellow peers. Here's a YouTube clip of a boy named Connie Masinov who spreads awareness about the choking challenge.
3: I do not suggest you do it at all. I would never do it, never did, never will. Um, just couldn't believe it, a uh, girl held, held her breath, choked herself, and she actually died because of it, this is no laughing matter, this is actually serious, this is life decision if you want to play it, I do not recommend it to anyone, actually, why would I even say that, I,
4: I think that should be, like, banned.
0: And so you have it. Through a melting pot of hostility, concern, and disproportionality, a dangerous yet classic school ground game shook the world stage into a frenzy. Whether for better or for worse, the media has helped turn this grassroot activity between children into a global concern that may not be as widespread a concern as the media wants us to think. Regardless, the choking game in and of itself remains a dangerous activity that is best deterred by quality awareness and active supervision. Don't take the risk talk to your children today. And as always, thank you for listening.